Break yourself, fool! Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Jackson Reaction Podcast. I'm Gene Jackson, along with... Rose Jackson. And we are here today. Uh, got some things on our mind, so we kind of mentioned at the end of the last podcast, so we're going to pick up with it now. And uh, since this is kind of a topic of discussion that is, I don't know if I'd say near and dear to Rosie's heart, but definitely on the forefront of her mind here lately... Uh, since it's the kind of thing we deal with on a daily basis, whether it's when we're out in public or, God forbid, when we're at work, uh, kind of lead us in today's discussion. I will. Today's discussion, I I don't know. It's, it's just, to me, it just seems like common sense is very lost on people these days. I mean, whether it be young people, and sometimes it seems to me that it is a lot of the majority of the young people that we encounter, more so than older people, but... I find that's not true as days go by um, with co-workers and people we deal with in certain scenarios, situations, uh, something as simple as buying groceries at Walmart today uh, become very aggravating uh, when you have people that they just, there's no courtesy anymore, there's no common sense, it's like being from the South, I mean, I was raised with somewhat of I would consider decent courtesy to other people when you're, you know, shopping or you're you go somewhere, you know, you don't stand in the middle of the aisle and block the aisle. You don't stand in front of people for a long period of time. You say excuse me and pardon me and I mean it's just part of how I was raised and I think that a lot of people, you know, you would assume that they're not raised that way, but you know, I've known people that are raised that way and still act like that. Well, like to touch on the Walmart thing real quick. Yeah, we went to Walmart today to buy some groceries for uh, for Monday's cookout. And we're walking down the main aisle, big wide main aisle, and these just goofball meth heads just walk out in front of us, nearly run into us once. We finally managed to get past them, start to head down another aisle, and they come around us to jump in front of us and get in our way again and I, I just wanted to punch them in their freaking head. Like, I mean, because it's like there was no one else in that store. They were completely oblivious to our existence, to the fact that we were just trying to walk down an aisle. And they, like I say, they nearly knock us over trying to get around us, and they're just totally oblivious to the world around them. And that just pisses me off to no end. Yeah, it is a very aggravating thing, especially when you go in to buy you know, a hundred or so dollars worth of groceries, which accumulates, what, 30 minutes of time, 45 minutes of time spent in the store, yeah. going down aisle after aisle looking for stuff, and it, it makes it very aggravating to um, to try to get your shopping done, or at least have a somewhat enjoyable experience, but it's, I don't know, I'm just finding that even in situations as going and eating at restaurants, most of the time the people that work at restaurants are that way. There's like, you know, there's nothing to their voice that says, hey, I, I want to do this for a living or, hey, I'm here to, uh, you know, help you or help you enjoy your experience. It's here's your food, you know, good day or, 
know how was your day or you know how are you doing or thank you or come again or nothing I, I can't tell you how many times we've been to McDonald's and they've handed just handed the food out the window and slammed the door in her face you know no thank you here's your food here's your order nothing I, you know the only place I ever see that has absolute courtesy and I know people gripe about this and some people probably hate it but it's Chick-fil-A yeah um, and then they and they train them that way, and and they police that to make sure they're doing it. But I will say, um, even though it's something we encounter all on a daily basis, I won't even say almost on a daily basis. Uh, we go to McDonald's for breakfast, and they just throw the bag at us more or less. And, and you know, if if not, you can tell they hate life and they don't want to be there. Um, of course, there's gonna be a little insight into how much we eat out or whatever, but. I made a point to mention this morning. We got our breakfast at McDonald's, and the girl was very nice. She was like, "Here you go, thank you. Hope you have a great day." And I even made mention. I was like, "Wow, that's like the most uh, enthusiastic or polite anyone's <laughs> been to us at a McDonald's in quite some time." And then once we got through the obstacles of dumbassery at Walmart, uh, we got in line, and the girl that checked us out at Walmart was very talkative, very nice. Seemed like she's genuinely happy to be there and it's not that she's new because she checked us out months ago back around Thanksgiving and was the same way and I commented on that when we got to the car I go well you know she's really talkative in, in a way that's kind of annoying but at the same time uh, she's not like miserable to be there and, and bitching about the fact that she's having to do the job that she chose to do so I was impressed with that and then uh, we pulled through to get a coffee and a smoothie at the flip side <laughs> and the girl that handed us the coffee was perhaps the most enthusiastic of all. Uh, I mean, she hands us coffee out the window with all the enthusiasm of a lottery winner. I mean, she, she was here you go, here's your coffee, is that all? Hope you have a great day. Like, And I mean, that's great. I mean, I, I wish we encountered that more, but then again, you can encounter so much negativity that kind of stuff almost blindsides you. Like, whoa, what? What's she on? Like, why? Is she? I mean, we even well, I contribute like, that to being around macchiatos daily. Because if I was around a place that that makes and has espresso beans and makes macchiatos, I would probably be extremely that's true sickening happy too. But it was just kind of odd because usually, especially like on a holiday weekend, usually everywhere you go, everybody's pretty salty and not happy to be there and. You kind of brace yourself for for negativity, but everybody everybody we encountered today, as far as uh, the people working there, was nice. But still, we had to deal with, like I say, dumbassery as we made our way through the store at Walmart. But uh, as far as the common sense aspect of this conversation goes, I mean, you and I both work with people on a daily basis who do not have common knowledge of things that you would think people who are grown and in a professional environment would know. And it's bad enough that the people we talk to on the phone as far as um, customers or I guess in most cases from our businesses, debtors, whatever you want to say. Well, um, I'll probably have to tell people what I do for a living now that you said that. Uh, which, yeah, is which, is, which is fine. Which is fine. You know, I don't mind telling people what I do. I, I work for an attorney's office and I am a debt collector. I have to call people about medical, personal, uh, installment loans, automobile loans, bank loans, uh, <coughs> defaulted gym memberships, uh, things of that sort on a daily basis. And the, the, the people I deal with range from very nice 
to very irately ignorant every day. I, I don't get uh, cussed out maybe now it's probably about once a week I have somebody just call up just flat cuss me out and pitch a fit and threaten to come kill me and whatever but uh, most days it's pretty it's just common stupidity I deal with either from a co-worker or the people I have to call I just find it amazing that you've got people that are older than me that don't know what interest rates are that don't know what a deductible is or the difference between a copay and a deductible. Um, I'm not gonna say that I'm the smartest person in the world uh, by far because I, I, do, I don't sound it. I, I, I realize I'm sounding very hillbilly southern and uh, I can't help that. That's just where we <laughs> live. So that's part of it. But I am a very, very smart for my age, I think, because, you know... And well-read. And real well-read, yes. Uh, I do read quite a bit, and I love nature documentaries and science and uh, even some math sometimes, even though I'm you not... You fucking the, love science. I, 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 I do fucking love science. I, I must <laughs> say that. And I, I share a lot of the I fucking love science <laughs> posts because I find them amusing. Um, but that's just me. I've always been that way. I've, I've always felt a... Uh, need for knowledge and a need to learn how things work like the how it's made type thing I, I wonder about things like I know most people they don't pick up a, a pencil and think well how'd the lead get in that or where did the eraser come from or you know where do they make this at but I do I've always done that even when I was a kid I was that way I took clocks apart and got beat religiously by my mother for taking her jewelry apart and rearranging every clock in the house trying to take the parts out and putting it back together but um it, you know I, I know that not everybody's that way and i try to be sympathetic to some people because maybe they weren't raised in a smart environment where people encouraged them to read and learn things but in school when i was in high school we um had classes that taught us common core math and you know essentials like you know bank keeping like your checking accounts your savings accounts interest rate aprs um you know things of that sort what what cds meant and iras and all that and i don't think they teach that anymore no i, I can't imagine they do with people's lack of knowledge of it and and then you know then there's the whole driving aspect that would be a whole episode if i wanted to carry on about that but I mean, even the common sense with something like driving an automobile now is lost on so many people, and it's not just young people. I see it with a lot of older people, too. And it's not older as in the 60, 70, 80-year range. It's like 40 and 30 and 50, you know? The people that have been doing it longer than me, or as long as me, that don't drive as good as me. They don't yield. They don't stop at stop signs. They don't stop at red lights they cross over five lanes in front of you with no turn signal um y you know i mean it's just the whole dynamic of ignorance that astounds me on a daily basis not just with work but in general coming home in traffic um whether i decide to pick up the phone and order a pizza for dinner um it's a whole aspect every day where we encounter somebody that has for a i guess lack of better words common sense no common sense 
I mean, I, th- I think when it comes right down to it, for whatever reason, and we can kind of go into some of the reasons that people may not have that motivation, and you and you even touched on it a little bit right there. But here, something to me that is so ironic is we currently live in the most technologically advanced society that's ever existed in our lifetime. You have a smartphone in your hand. You can access the internet. You can access Wikipedia. You can access all sorts of references that you literally, in the palm, any any bit of information, any bit of knowledge that you could thirst for is literally in your hand at any time of the day. You could answer any question. You could gain any vast amount of knowledge in a, in a simple five minutes that you have to sit and waste that people normally are going to spend playing you know whatever game of the month it is now that everybody loves or whatever well hell for that matter i have a button on my phone i can press and ask siri a question siri what is an interest rate and it'll pop up and tell me i don't even have to type it in and search for it yeah so when we were kids if we wanted to know something we had to have access to an encyclopedia a dictionary um, we had to sit and watch PBS to see how it's made or, or well, whatever television channel there was I don't know in your house but in my house mama bought the big I had the uh, the encyclopedia Britannicas I had like and you've seen them yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've got still I still, we, dad still got the whole legit copy collection I have and you can open up the books and there were pages of pictures and then you had to read about certain things and they went in alphabetical order um, I learned how to dissect a frog when I was six off of those right. because you had a plastic overlay of the parts of the frog where you peeled it back and each layer was describing the different layers of the skin, the muscles, the organs, the bones. And it was, I don't know, it was very interesting to see stuff like that when I was a kid. You know, and now kids don't have the luxury of doing that they they have it all it's all on the laptops all on the computer it's there's not an actual book in front of you even in school now they have tablets yeah but i mean to me that that's you know like when you were a kid your mom had to have the the foresight to go buy the spend money to buy these things oh yeah and, and they you were had to go too. yeah absolutely and then you had to go pick one out and pull one off the shelf and flip to what you want to see and read it and what I'm saying is that what took two shelves worth of space at your house and dozens and dozens of books and hundreds of dollars worth of cost is now in your palm of your hand and you can access it at any time. You can be sitting on the toilet learning things if you so choose to. But nobody knows shit now. No, nobody cares when they're to sitting learn on the toilet, anything. When they're sitting on the toilet with their phone, they're playing with the fart app or they're doing something stupid. I mean, it's nobody <laughs> nobody wants to learn anything anymore because they all want to take the easy road. They either want somebody to do it for them or they assume that it's owed to them for whatever reason. And I'm not saying I'm in there trying to earn a degree every time I take a dump or something, but I'm <laughs> saying it's just ironic when you encounter so many people in a day who have no knowledge of anything, anything, yet it is all right there, uh, especially as a as okay, somebody who in my in my real job is a manager. Um, people have their phones with all that you know everything I just outlined on it, and then at work we have computers which has every handbook that our company offers. 
all the processes of how anyone needs to, anything anybody needs to know to do their job. But rather than use any of that at their disposal, the first thing anybody does when they encounter something they don't know, which is constantly, is just come to a member of management and say, hey, how do I do this? And even if you tell them where it's at, they still don't. You still eventually no, you have to, first and foremost, you have to go and do it for them. Because you can't just tell anybody how to do anything. Because that, that doesn't get it done. You no, have to go you, do it for them. You get that deer in the headlight looks like, what? And it's, <laughs> it's just so frustrating that people just have no uh, gumption, no uh, just any kind of... of self-motivation to learn to to do anything and it's it's depressing because it's getting worse and then well, what you realize when you said that age group you said earlier of 30 to 40 year olds these people are raising children who are going to be dumber and less motivated than they are and they're going to run the world one day exactly and i mean for instance in my job i did before i went back to the attorney's office I had to train people, <coughs> and these people ran apartment complexes. You know, I was in mm-hmm. uh, a business to where we, we managed apartment complexes, and you have to learn a lot of regulations with the USDA and rural urban development and everything for um, HUD housing and Section 8 and rental assistance and things of that sort. Well, you know, I'm training these people, and some would be older, like. For instance, we had a lady that came <coughs> that was uh, in her late 50s, and I'm trying to tell her how to do things on the computer, and she doesn't even have a notebook and a pencil. I had to tell her, well, you need to go get a notebook and a pen. And she looks at me like I'm stupid. Like, why? Well, you're going to need this several times in the course of your job, but you're not going to write any of it down? No. And, and then in turn, you're going to call me every five minutes and want to know, well, how do I do this? Well, how do I do that? Well, I showed you. And even then, when I would do that and have people get a notebook, they would still call me over and over again and go, well, how do I do so-and-so? And I'd say, turn to your note. You remember when you wrote it down in your notebook? And they would get mad. They'd huff at me. Like, you can't just tell me. No, I want you to go look it up. How are you going to learn? Yeah. Um, <laughs> those... Uh those places that you're talking about is uh, a breeding ground for what's wrong with society in my opinion. Now granted I understand there are people whose life puts them in certain situations where they they have to live there, they have to have help from um, you know from the government and, and everything like that but you know yourself how many people that live in those places and you know the setup because you had to deal with of uh, they you know they got free housing and then they got checks for their power and they got all this. We live in a society right now where I mean there are people who have it easy. Like it, it pays it pays them more to sit at home and do nothing than to go out and struggle with a job making you know well, absolutely. a minimum wage because they lose all their perks if they're out working so you know i've, I've had it said to me and i know you've had it happen. said to you yeah oh yeah i quit my job because i could get more money and more rental assistance and more um financial aid more money you know more money for food and, and food stamps and all that with no income than what little income i had yeah and so really you can you can thank your government for a lot of the stupidity that lies with people because 
it gives them no ambition to go out and do anything better because why would you i mean if you if you better yourself and you make more money and you go and you try to be a productive member of society you know educational wise or even job wise they're going to take away the free things that you were getting when you didn't have to be that way you know and they're passing that along to their kids they're growing up in that they're seeing that and they just think that's how life works that these other people out here who have nicer things who have nicer cars nicer homes and more opportunities they get raised being told you know rather than point out oh them people worked hard for it those people got out and made something themselves they're vilified oh we don't get the kind of chances they to get we don't get the things they get like it was handed to them meanwhile ironically everything they have literally is handed to them and there's just not a, a great motivation you know one in every 10 or 20 has enough self-awareness to realize what they're growing up in and realize and they they escape that situation and they go on to be the, the few success stories you hear about in life they go on to do something big but most of them it's just an endless cycle and it's it's sad i don't know i i wish and if if i had unlimited means for money i would love to open something to people that are of a low income low housing nature that could go learn a trade or something that could better their situation without <coughs> causing them that that feeling of oh i'm gonna have this took away from me and that took away from me if i do better um, because ultimately it's it's a person's individual choice whether they want to live in that and live the way that they live or they want to do better to me i i mean all my life i always knew that you know okay maybe i make this choice it's not the best choice or maybe if I do this in life, it's not the best thing. And, I mean, granted now, do I have the best job? No. But could I make it better? Yes, I could. I could go to college. I could get a degree. I can learn something more, and I can better my situation. But that's me that has to do that. You right. And, that, and that's all things you're looking into now. You know, you're looking at op opportunities and options and different things you can do. Yeah. And uh, you, you haven't waited for someone else to just come hand you something, you know? Oh, I've never waited for anybody to hand me anything. But it's... I hope everybody gets that, like, the, the theme of this podcast, the reason we're sitting here talking about this is we're, we're not doing this for the sake of bitching. We're not doing this to put people down. It's, it's just voicing, like, frustration with, with just the way society has become like if somebody could just go out and, and somehow open people's eyes and motivate them like there's a whole world out there there's a whole whole world of things you could achieve things you could have things you could do if you just chose to get up off your ass go learn something ask some questions you know like care like people just don't care to know anything like it's almost there's a, almost a pride in ignorance in well, recent years. There like, is, because nobody wants to spell anything correctly. They all use slang terms for everything. Nobody wants to learn the real way to spell anything right or to say anything right. I mean, I know I'm, I'm one to be talking because I, I sound like a backwards redneck hillbilly, and I say a lot of hillbilly things, you know, that I was raised around the way that they're said, and I say them, and you laugh at me sometimes, or... You'll call me out about saying it a certain way. But, you know, that's part of how, <coughs> you know, I grew up and the way my family talks. It doesn't mean I'm ignorant. 
And I know the difference in saying it one way versus another. I just choose to do it that way. Well, I mean, okay, I mean, that's a matter of vocabulary and things like that. But, I mean, yeah, and I kid you about that, just jokingly. But I don't know anybody. I I have a a lot of friends and family and a lot of people I know. Like, I, I don't know anybody personally that just reads things, watches things, and studies things just surely for your own knowledge you know i mean you you don't you don't do it because you're taking some class and you have to oh i gotta read this crap and try to learn this or oh i gotta you know i have this assignment where i have to watch this national geographic special by me this is just things you do in your life for your own your own knowledge well and uh, and we're actually going to introduce a new segment of the show at the end of the show uh, that's going to capitalize on that, and we can finally say it's not just it's not just My all for random. nothing or, or useless knowledge, because you're going to share this knowledge uh, with the listeners of this podcast, which I hope continues to grow, and I hope part of what they look forward to each week is, okay, what kind of knowledge is Rosie going to drop on us this week? And it's not like uh, she's, she's just got a book sitting here that she just reads some shit out of. These are all things that she has rattling around her head because she she reads... She watches uh, educational television, just like I said, for her own knowledge, just so she knows things. Just because you know, Natural Geographics, lots of them. Yeah. Lots oh yeah, and we lots. go to um, <laughs> we go to thrift stores just so she can go and buy the old National Geographics. I uh, love those. I mean, those she are, sits, she brings them home, and she sits and reads them. Those were the greatest things when I was a kid. I mean, mother had bought me a subscription to Natural Geographic when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and every month I got one. It was like Christmas. It was the greatest thing. I would sit there and read it, even though when I was younger, I mean, I didn't know what a lot of the words meant, and I might not have, you know, known a lot of the the storylines that went along with the the different pictures and things, but (coughs) it was interesting to learn about different countries and cultures and, you know, things. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I just feel like that's something that's lost on people these days. They don't... I don't know. I just feel like people... And this kind of started back when I was younger, like, like knowledge and learning and schooling were all was like some kind of punishment in life. And if you could just learn enough stuff that you had to to pass all the tests that it required you to take to graduate and move on, that's all the learning you ever had to do. Like it was a negative thing, you know what I mean? Like, well, I'm out of school. I don't have to learn no more. I don't have to watch that crap no more. I don't have to read no more. You know, somebody see you. I remember I was in high school. And I was sitting in the library reading a book, and somebody come in and go, "What class are you reading that one for?" I was not. I just, I just heard this was a good book, and I'm reading it. And they were just completely dumbfounded. And, 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 and you know, of course, had something smart ass to say about, "Oh, you're sitting here reading," you know, like yeah, like you're a nerd. <laughs> yeah. And um, and I realized that you know, still to this day, there's a lot of people who you know, unless it's um, Fifty Shades of Grey or some shit that you know it was perverse or some weird reason to read it but like for somebody to just read a book for just entertainment or general knowledge they would ridicule them for it like wow why would you read oh i'm you know? sure there's some people that's going to roast <clears throat> me when they see me and call me a nerd because now they know that i'm smart but and and i mean i'm i'm a nerd about a lot of things and learning is is one uh science is is definitely my my biggie i, I could be i would love to be a scientist I would. Yeah. And, and, yeah. <laughs> as, as funny as that sounds, that would just be the most amazing, especially like a forensic scientist. Oh, if 
find that amazing. Well, and let's <laughs> let's take a minute. We're not going to go too far down that road because <laughs> it'll infringe on other episodes. But on the topic of you being a scientist, um, share with people some of your experiments of your childhood of taking clocks apart, <laughs> different different things, much to the chagrin of your parents at times. Um, I think the uh, the best one I ever did was I took the exercise bike apart. <laughs> And tried to make a um, a time machine out of it, and that that didn't go very well. I almost uh, cut the end of my finger off doing that. Uh, so uh, I got told after that, uh, no more. Mm. I, I couldn't really take anything else in the house apart. Um, so had you not been shut down, and if you had access <laughs> to plutonium, who knows what? <laughs> oh, I'd be the leader of Korea right now. <laughs> You could have went um, into time and maybe prevented <laughs> some, some bad things that happened or, or went back and changed some things. Well, but. you know, I can't help but think all, all these people that, that made things, like you have uh, Nikola Tesla that made the Tesla cool. Like, how did he figure out that? Or Marie Curie that made, you know, penicillin. Like, how did she figure out penicillin? You know, it, all trial and error. You know, you gotta, you gotta start somewhere. You either take things apart or you mix things together. And it makes certain things. That's how they discovered Coca-Cola. I mean, you, you know... Coca that was supposed to be medicine. Yeah, it was supposed to be... You know, Coca-Cola was supposed to be medicine. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's just stuff like that amazes me. It's like everything starts from a simpler thing. And it happened that way because somebody decided one day, hey, let's mix these two things together and see if it blows up. Which I did that in science class and nearly killed everybody. But <clears throat> anyway... That's another Jesus, another yeah. story. Oh yeah, uh, anatomy class was fabulous. So was chemistry. It was my favorite. <laughs> well, yeah. Sometimes in the name of science, there people people are lost, lives are lost, and uh, classrooms are destroyed, and and Eyes. you never know what <laughs> what may happen. But you know, you gotta you gotta experiment to find out what's gonna happen, right? But. Um, yeah, I mean, I, just, I think that's a, a, a fun fact <laughs> that, that you were a junior scientist. Oh, I had uh, little chemistry kid. sets. The ones in the Sears catalog, you mm -hmm. know, you flip through and see at the Christmas time. Right. Oh, yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> I love those. I'd mix dirt and leaves and a little bit of baking soda and <laughs> now, see, I mean, all kinds of stuff together, and it's great. Like I said, I ain't necessarily knocking everybody because, uh, you know, I can't say that I was a, a scientist or very... Uh, science-minded um, as a youngster you know most of my world revolved around wrestling but I did want to know things I, 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 I very much hated not knowing something not having the answer to a question or somebody talking about something and I didn't know what they were talking about that bothered me you know so a lot of times if I was around a group of adults or even a group of kids or whoever and I heard them talking about something that I didn't have knowledge of I would go look it up to try to learn about it so that I would know. And uh, Roxy is wanting to have a knowledge of our microphone now, our, one of our cats, and she just nearly clawed my leg off. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. But I, I don't know. I, I think uh, that show, you mentioned the show How It's Made. I'm always very fascinated watching that. But more so, rather than just, oh, that's how they do that, I just, I'm just like, how did they come about realizing that's how you can make that? That's how, if I, 
make this this machine that does this and and you know I can I can make this product uh, is always very very fascinating and um, I envy people who are creators and inventors you know I, I really wish I was going to be able to say that when I leave this world uh, there's going to be something left behind that was not here before Gene Jackson came along, besides a bunch of audio of me running my mouth for years. Well, about for me, it'll be a stack of Natural Geographics that I'm sure somebody will throw away because I've got <laughs> well, I don't even mean, of them. I don't mean leftover <laughs> shit. I mean, because God knows there'll be a huge collection of, of action figures and belts, you know, wrestling belts and stuff before I'm done that's going to mark, you know, my time here. But I'm, I'm just talking about something something that you invented something that's useful something that millions of people benefit from on a daily basis that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for you I'm very jealous of people who accomplish that in their lifetime and then you think of the people who've invented numerous things uh, that we use every single day that are no longer with us but we reap the benefits of their uh, ingenuity on a daily basis because they thought more than to just sit around and watch television and play video games and read useless kind of shit that I read you know <laughs> they got out there and they did shit and they figured shit out and uh, they were creative and yeah and they didn't read Facebook posts on how to keep your car uh, warm in the winter by putting sugar in the gas tank oh dear god okay <laughs> Let's go down that road real quick. You know, it's it is um, a huge statement. Well, there's there's several statements we made here. One, at how dumb and gullible people truly are in this day and age. Two, how much stock people put into things that are posted on Facebook that people can make these memes that are just ridiculous like you know to keep your gas from freezing put sugar in your gas tank and uh, I wish I could think of some other examples because there's been um, literally been dozens well of them the one the one that irritated me the most because I had co-workers that shared it and when I called them out on it told me that no that was <laughs> true and when I had to go show them the actual truth in it they were just like dumbfounded is the one where if you use Dove body wash, oh, it would cause you to have worms in your breasts. And, oh my God, that aggravated me so bad because when I seen it, I was like, somebody has photoshopped a lotus flower blossom onto somebody's breast. That is what a lotus pod looks like. It has lotus seeds that blooms out, right? So my coworker shares this and then comes in and tells me, Oh, you know, you can't use body wash because it's got stuff in it that gives you worms. And, oh, my God, it's just terrible. Mm -hmm. And I said, did you see that? Off? You posted it off Facebook, right? She said, yes. And I said, you know, that's fake. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. Everybody, Everybody's sharing it. Yeah, but it's fake. And I said, you, let me show you how it's fake. And I looked, I pulled up a lotus blossom and I showed her. I said, here's the one you shared. Here's the lotus blossom. Now, do you see the difference? And she's like, oh, it is the same thing yeah it's fake and just the fact that she's she was 20 she's 27 and she took that as okay it's truth because five people she's friends with shared it and the thing is a a scientist could sit across from them and explain a scientific fact that was indisputable and they walk away shaking their heads going I don't, I don't believe that but if I got on Facebook right now and posted that 
Donald Trump turned into Godzilla and destroyed Washington, D.C., there'd be at least four assholes out there that would share that. That's truth. <laughs> or if I said that, the, of course, the, well, Lord the favorite, somebody, so, somebody died. Anybody, <laughs> yeah, just forbid. pick any celebrity. <laughs> um, you know, the... Anybody you can pick. Betty White died in a motorcycle accident, jumping, you know, <laughs> the Grand Canyon. There'd be people, oh, rest in peace, Betty White. I can't, you know, she was awful old to be on a motorcycle. She shouldn't have done, you know, just, oh, my God. I mean, John Bon Jovi's died at least a half dozen times. I mean, you can just go down the line of celebrities who they have these, as they call them now, hoaxes of, you know, people posting that they died. And just everybody now wants to be like a junior news reporter. Or, or they want to be a, a uh, what do you call it, a tabloid uh, reporter or something like that. Like the minute something gets posted on Facebook, they want to share it and comment on it as quickly as possible so they can be the first person in their little circle of friends who put this out into the world that they all seen it. And then half the time it's not true, but yet you still see the same assholes over and over and over sharing these posts without making sure it's legitimate. I don't ever share... And then, and a lot of times it has turned out that these folks really have died. But until I see it from a legitimate news source, I will not share it. I will not comment on it. I will not have anything to do with it because so many people have done this. And I can only imagine what it was like for their families uh, to have thought that that person died only to find out there was some internet hoax, some jackass on the internet just made up a story and, and put it out there. Yeah, like I want to know how bad the sales of Dove body wash went down because oh, yeah. some idiot decided to Photoshop that and and do that. Just just like um, what was the other one that I seen somebody shared about McDonald's having human meat, and there was some McDonald's and somebody wrote it wrote up the story about how a reporter went in and the the FDA found um, human traces in the hamburger yeah. meat <coughs> and. I was like, oh my god, you know. <laughs> and then there was the fried rat from KFC. It was a chicken finger that had like a little strip come off. It looked like a tail, and so everybody said it was a rat, and that went around everywhere. And yeah, because truth of it is, okay, yeah, sad as it is, there may be some shit in our food. We don't know what it is, but I would hope that it's not rats and humans. So uh, but, who knows? And then what's crazy is these things get disproven, but then they're still getting shared months later. Some, exactly. Some assholes like, oh my God, look, Dove Body Wash. And like, okay, this was disputed <laughs> and then shot down a year ago, and now they're they're going to... They're bringing it They're going to put it out there, and then some idiot that didn't hear about it the first time, then they share it, and it goes through the whole rounds once again. And then even the idiots who found out it wasn't true the first time go, well, it's back out there again. Maybe it is true. And then they, they go through the whole process over again. It's just... Absolutely oh, ridiculous. The, the Facebook things absolutely amaze me, though. The the things that they're posting, like, do this if you've got this. And that there are actual people that, that read stuff on Facebook and go, well, maybe if I do put a kink in a wire, I can <laughs> work on the electricity. That will stop the flow oh, of electricity. Yeah, like a water hose. <laughs> like, like a water hose. Kink, <laughs> kink power cord stops the electricity so you can do work. Yeah, genius. Yeah. Do that. That's like... Hey, stick a fork in a light socket and let's see if the power flickers. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I call that uh, natural selection. I think that. Uh, yeah, that's that just a modern day version out of the natural selection. So. I, at work, I suppose. So. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's that's just you know common sense. 
it's just it's just highly uncommon now. It's, I don't I don't know that you can even call it common sense anymore because so few people have it. You can't refer to it as common. It's it's uncommon sense at this point. It would almost seem exactly. And like I said, it's not just your uh, your young people that have it. It's it's old people too. And and where I find it amazing with the older people is, like I said, you know they were raised in a different time where they had to learn how to do things. You know, you didn't have technology, you didn't have cell phones, you didn't have Google. They had to actually go out and learn how to do, you know, manual labor and how things went together and worked. And they're acting just as clueless as somebody that's never done it. That's true. That's true. Well, I don't know that I have anything more to add on the, on the subject. Um, just that it's, it's sad and it's unfortunate and, and I hope... That's something in our, in at least our country, I mean, pretty much to say just in society, but especially our country, uh, comes around and changes and it changes people's thought processes and, and makes them uh, become a little more, uh, you know, self-aware and, and want to learn more, want to know more and just be more productive members of society rather than just... Uh, just sitting and, and doing the bare minimum and, and Facebooking their way through life. Yeah, face Facebooking their way through life. Um, I don't know. I just, if anything, I, I would like people to um, maybe just try to try to better themselves to some degree. I mean, to me, isn't it, isn't it better knowing that you know things rather than being somebody that doesn't? Like, I'm not saying be a know-it-all, and I'm not saying be like me and have all this random knowledge you just have for the point of having it, but. Yeah you know pick up a book learn something i mean i <laughs> sadly i i used to work at radio shack and you know i had to take about 12 different tests on different aspects of electronics to work there and i mean i had to learn things about like acdc which uh is my random <laughs> which is my random knowledge fact for today um acdc is not only a rock band ACDC stands for alternating and direct current. There you go. Ta-da! <laughs> Share that with a friend. Show <laughs> off. You don't have to say you heard it from Rosie on the podcast. You can just act like you knew that already. That's right. You can like be like, yo, dog. You know you know that ACDC? Like, oh, yeah. I heard, Axel, well, I heard Axl Rose was uh, mm -hmm. going to be the lead singer right now. And you can be like, no, dummy, not the band talking about the actual term ACDC and break it down for them and they'll be in they'll be impressed they'll probably mock you and make fun of you and call you a nerd but deep down they'll be impressed that you knew something that they didn't yeah they'll go back and be like man but I would I would uh me personally um I would like to challenge myself that moving forward I would like to do at least one thing a day to better myself whether no matter how small or how big whether it's just looking something up and learning one new thing or, or doing some sort of exercise something each day where I can say every day this week I did at least one thing no matter how small or how insignificant that somehow bettered me as, as a person and I, I'm gonna try to hold myself to that and try to do that and I would challenge everybody uh, listening right now to uh, to do that yourself because uh, what harm can come from it? it can only help improve you as a person yeah, if nothing else, it can help improve your people skills. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, one day when somebody's having a conversation uh, about ACDC and they're not talking about the band, 
you can have a clue what they're talking about and then you'll feel special you'll feel smart and you won't feel left out and you can thank miss rose jackson for that you're welcome and i'm sure she is going to be dropping random bits of knowledge on her brand new twitter account that is twitter.com at the real rosie j is that a good assumption yes it would be so follow her share it with your friends tell tell your friends to follow her and uh, we'll be updating you about the podcast she'll be dropping random knowledge she'll be sharing pictures of random things our cats doing things places we go things she sees things we find funny uh, the next time we're standing in line in front of Zanies, you may get to see some pictures of some strange people walking by, and uh, they who could knows be what celebrities? All. They could not be celebrities. They may just look like celebrities. They may just look like. They may celebrities. look like the ghost of former celebrities or current celebrities. You never know. <laughs> but uh, while we got a few minutes here at the end, I, you know, I, I put that you know we're going to talk about different things and then we're also going to talk about TVs, music, movies, pop culture, things of that nature. Um, what's uh, music wise, what, what are you liking right now? What, what have you listened to lately that's sticking out that you think people should go check out? Um, Muse is pretty good. Muse? The okay. band Muse, yeah. Um, they will have heard that at the beginning of this show at this point when they're listening to this. Super massive, yes. Um, Muse has been around for a couple of years, but um, I've just now started really, really liking their their work. The uh, the new album Drones is really good. I actually have it on iTunes, and I really enjoy it. So um, I don't know, maybe check that out. That might be something new you might be into. There you go. And you know, when I say do something small to better yourself each day, if you broaden your horizons, listen to some new music, and introduce it to someone else. Hey, that's that's improving that's improving things, right? It's it's opening yourself up to something new, and and having something in your life that wasn't there previous. So. Yeah, because as much as um, as I like to think I'm one category of things, uh, you can pretty much attest to it. I'm many. Uh, my iPod goes from '80s music, '60s, '70s classic rock, opera, uh, death metal, uh, Pantera, Slayer. Uh, <laughs> down to Bach, um, Verde, uh, <laughs> Chopin, if, anything. If you crammed an FYE store into an MP3 player, as in having every category of music represented uh, on an iPod, that would be Rosie's iPod because yes. literally there's something from pretty much every single category from classical to soundtrack to live to, crew to uh, yeah, tone loke. rap rock <laughs> jazz <laughs> you name it and there's something on her ipod to represent it and um whew, wow um it's it's quite the ride to just put her ipod on random on a road trip and just let it play because it's 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 all over the page but you gotta yeah you gotta say that if nothing else, Rose Jackson has a very, very wide open array of, of musical taste. And uh, there's something for everyone on her iPod, that's that's for sure. That, that's so true. we'll be doing that from uh, time to time. Maybe every week, who knows, depending on how much time we have at the end of any episode. We're going to have uh, Rosie's random music picks to go along with her random uh, useless knowledge. And maybe she'll suggest something that you'll like to go, to go check out and listen to. Because I have to say... Uh, 
I've known this woman for, for over five years now, and she has broadened my horizons. Uh, not so much on music, maybe a little bit of music. I had a somewhat broad taste in music and, and a lot of the stuff that she likes that I didn't like when I met her. I still don't like now in most cases. However, like television shows, she's introduced me to all sorts of fun TV shows. Uh, I would not know what the Trailer Park Boys were if it was not for her, and that's now one of my favorite TV shows ever. If you do not know about the Trailer Park Boys, go on Netflix and look it up and watch it. Uh, I promise you, unless you have no sense of humor, unless you just absolutely suck, you will think the Trailer Park Boys are hilarious. Uh, she introduced me to the Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which, you know, it's not everybody's... I know that's not everybody's bag. I mean, it's... No, it's... It's, um, it's funny. And, and it was better in the older days. It than was. It, and it's been in recent years. Uh, but if, if nothing you, else, you enjoyed Schoolie D's. Yeah, if you go back to the old seasons, yeah. uh, to... Um, oh, gosh, what's the... I like candy, that episode, you know. Bubblegum, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Go that. out and check that. I love Carl on there. He's he's hilarious. Uh, what's some of the other shows you've, you've um, introduced me to that I was not? Let me think. Oh, you already knew about Sonny and Philly. You kind of introduced um, me to that, actually. Because yeah. I was not on board with Sonny and Philly at first. The first episode I ever seen of it, I cut it off about 10 minutes into it. I thought it was stupid. But um, now it's it's one of my favorite shows. True Blood, I guess. Yeah, we kind of discovered yeah, we that one together. I ordered it. Nip Tuck, I know. You did. You did turn me on the Nip yeah, Tuck. Yeah, Nip Tuck for not sure. Not something I would have ever even gave a chance uh, <laughs> if not for you. But I, I became a big fan of that show. Um, we watched it together. Yeah. And uh, every episode. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, Dexter, we discovered together, which is. Yeah. Probably, I know in my top three all-time favorite shows, if not my all-time favorite show, I really, really like Dexter. Um, we both already knew of Mystery Science Theater when we met each other. We bonded over that pretty early. And, oh, yes. Um, I know there's a lot of people who love that show, and for some reason there's a lot of people who hate that show. I don't understand you if you hate Mystery Science Theater. Well, please tweet me and explain me why, because I don't get it. You well, know, I can understand kind of why you hate it, because there, I mean, I have to admit, there's, and you know, there's several episodes that we put well, in. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying they're all. To. I'm not saying they're all right. winners, and I'm not saying some of the segments in between with the robots and all that isn't cheesy. And yeah, I get why some people don't like it, but I'm sorry. I mean, the some of the movie stuff. I mean, if you can watch the Mitchell episode and say you hate Mystery Science Theater, I don't want to know you. Just just piss <laughs> off. I don't, we don't need to be friends because that's one of the funniest things of all time, and I'll argue that. Yeah, for the day it, I die with anyone. It is pretty good, I have to say. I, I do awesome. like Mitchell. I like Final Justice, too, though. Final like, Justice. Any, any, any Mystery Science Theater with Joe Don Baker is a winner. I don't you know. Then a, if you're a nerd like me and like the old school Godzillas and Gamoras and whatnot, I, I kind of found those amusing. Oh, they're though, good. They're you good. You didn't but find just, them as amusing as I did. I didn't find them as amusing, but um, they, they ragged on Joe Don Baker so hard personally. Which is something that I apparently have a problem doing on, uh, like the ten dollar wrestling shows and stuff like that. Uh, I guess I guess that just holds a special place for me because I find I find that just funny that they were just so hard on the guy beyond the character he was playing in the show, like just like personal attributes of his that they just yeah <laughs> really ripped on him for. I don't know. I just I find it 
find it one of the most enjoyable episodes. Uh, well, and, and honestly, they were harsher on him in Final Justice than they were even in Mitchell. Yeah, they were. Um, right. <laughs> good stuff. But uh, real quick before we wrap up, are there any other shows that's on the Rosie's list that you highly recommend they should go check out? Um, I know Game of Thrones isn't for everybody. Um, but it is a very good show. I know. I know a lot of people seem. To well, how's it? Like how's it treating you this season? Let me before you get going on that real quick. Um, I just want to say I haven't. I haven't really watched Game of Thrones. I've been in the room um, when Rosie watches episodes of them, and I've watched a lot of shows with her. And I know a lot of other shows she's fan a fan of, like Doctor Who and things like that that she watches without me. Um, but judging her reaction and then other people's reaction, I see. Game of Thrones elicits more of an emotional response from people than pretty much any other television show I'm aware of ever. It's simply amazing when you walk in the room and your wife is crying and you think, "Oh my god, somebody has died." They did. I'm thinking in the you know, like in the family, <laughs> god forbid. But no, it's somebody on the TV show, but Go ahead and, and kind of go into that for a minute. Here. Well, I think the um, the season that got me the worst was like season season five, no season four. Um, most people at this point have seen Game of Thrones. If they're a fan, they know that um, pretty much Jon Snow's brother, mother, and sister in law get their throats cut, and they just—I mean, it's so brutal, and the brutality of it, it is so just. I've never had a show reel me in so much as that. It's right. like the the storyline, the characters. It's like you just you get so attached to them, and then season later they just they're I mean they kill them in the most gruesome way, and it's just like oh my god I, when they killed off Jon Snow at the end of the last one, I came in here and looked like death. I was just crying, bawling. Oh my god! <laughs> and you're like, I mean, I was upset for like a week. I was depressed. You I, were, but when they killed that family, though... Oh, my God. That was uh, bad. You, you, that was bad. you reacted as if you had just witnessed a real murder in our living room. It, it was I bad. Mean, I felt I felt very antsy for like two or three days after that. It was... It, it disturbed me horribly. It disturbed me. But as sad as that is, that show might have disturbed me that way. I still watch it. And I have to watch it every Sunday night. Oh, I know. It's it, I have to be I have now I have HBO Go on my phone. I can watch it wherever we're at. But yeah. it's like I have to see my Game of Thrones. I got to know what happens. And like I I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody. But last Sunday's episode, I I was laying here on the couch watching it on my uh, Kindle, and I just started squalling at the end of it. I mean, I couldn't help it because the character that I don't know if he's dead. I hope he's not, but it <coughs> seems that way. Um, it just I don't know it just I cried I couldn't help it it's like one of my friends dying in front of me <laughs> so there you have it if 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 you like uh, stories that reel you in if you like uh, gratuitous violence dismemberment um, dismemberment if you like midgets oh, uh, if you like hey. boobs uh, uh, the lots occasional of dick as well apparently yes um, it, it's, it's all right there for you so Check out Game of Thrones. What are we on? Season six? Season six. Season six. Season six. And real quick, uh, without going too far in it, we've only got uh, just a few minutes left, but if I could recommend um, any show that's not a comedy, because I, I mostly watch a lot of comedies, um, 
the best show I've ever seen that was ever on Cinemax, Banshee. Yes. Uh, they just it was just the series finale, which we have not had a chance to see uh, the last season. So please, nobody go post anything to spoil this uh, for us. But wow, I mean, what a show! Four, like I say, four seasons, and I, I say I heard this season was cut a little bit short. Well, I kind of turned you on to Banshee too. Oh, you did, and your a friend of yours turned you on to it. You watched a couple episodes, got really into it. And told me, and I was kind of skeptical because I just, I don't dig Game of Thrones at all. It's just, I don't like things from that time period. I don't like, I just, I don't know. It's just not my thing. I don't knock it. I mean, I'm sure if I sat and watched it from episode one, I would have got into it and watched it. But uh, you told me about Banshee, and I was like, eh, all right. And and then when I watched the first episode, it was just like when you taught me to watch a Nip Tuck uh, on our first date. Once I watched the first episode, I was in, and we, we binge-watched as much as we could until we caught up to it, and then we were just, every, every Friday night, uh, from then on, we watched the seasons as they unfolded. Unfortunately, you cannot get Cinemax the way you can get HBO Go and, and, and Showtime and some of the other things that we have access to, so we didn't have any means short of way overpaying for regular cable or direct TV, which we weren't going to do for one show. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have a way to see it, so uh, we're waiting for the DVD to come out, I assume, at this point, and when it does, I'm looking forward to seeing how they wrap this show up, because it was cra- it's just a crazy show. It's, it's quite the, the ride all the way through. And again, if you like gratuitous violence, and if you like boobs and things of that nature, <laughs> uh, there's plenty of that for you. If you like a, a lead actor that reminds you of Davy Richards... Uh, yeah, in a way. A, in very, a, way. a very pissed off Davy Richards. Uh, oh, wait, that is Davy Richards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but just some phenomenally choreographed fight scenes in, in the show throughout the seasons. Um, you know, sometimes that kind of stuff can kind of come off kind of cheesy and hokey, but my God, some of these well, fights. The characters, like um, Proctor. Oh yeah, my God. the pro- I mean. Characters that you really, I mean, you you, you really get invested in, and you, an you Amish, either want... an Amish dude that whoops ass. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, great. yeah, characters that you really want to learn more about, and that you either really want to see them live or you really want to see them die. There's not a lot of middle ground on some of the some of the folks, but I highly recommend it. If you get a chance to watch Banshee, check it out. It's it's really is a, a really uh, exciting and, and fun show to watch, and uh, it is brutal at times. Uh, definitely in that very first episode some of the things that takes uh, place like I said if you watch I the, can't describe if you watch the first episode you're, awesome. you're gonna watch the rest you're gonna yes, you're you gonna do. be in uh, for the for the whole show so that's uh, that's it for this week's episode I hope everyone enjoyed it again if if you listen to it and you have any uh, thoughts comments questions complaints whatever uh, whatever that may be you can go to Twitter.com slash TheRealRosieJ for any complaints you have. If you'd like to compliment the show, you can go to Twitter.com slash VinceHatesUsAll and, and tell me all about that. You can leave the negative stuff to Rosie. I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but you can go to uh, LocalsToLegends.com. Uh, that is going to be the main hub for all of what I have dubbed the Jackson Media Creations, which includes... Uh, the Locals of Legends Wrestling Radio. It includes the uh, Jackson Reaction Podcast with Gene and Rosie. It includes Cheap Heat TV, where you can find all of my goofy interviews with wrestlers and promos and matches and all sorts of wrestling-related things that are all there at Cheap Heat TV. But you can access all of that 
from locals to legends.com and once you go to the Jackson Reaction podcast page there's links to our Facebooks there's links to our Twitters so if you're not already on there click follow us on Twitter you can add us on Facebook Rosie might add you she might not she's uh, kind of stuck up on Facebook more than me I pretty much add everybody until you put me in a sunglass ad and then you gotta go or one of these uh, championship belts uh, out of India ads then you gotta go on that too so other than that, I'll add you. I'll see how it goes. Rosie, not so much. So you can take a shot at it. She may add you. She may not. If she doesn't, don't take it personal. But I, um, I will follow you on Twitter. I mean, and keep up with what you She will. To post. She'll follow you on Twitter. I might Twitter. even retweet it or like it, you know? Yes. Yeah. So that's it for this week's edition. Keep listening. We're going to keep trying to kick these out every week. I know I'm very sporadic on my wrestling podcast, which I do plan to start back doing here pretty soon. But me and Rosie have a lot to talk about, as you can tell, and we're going to keep putting these out every week. So, for... Hello? Huh? For... Oh. Rose Sorry. Jackson. I'm Gene Jackson. <laughs> we'll catch you next week on the Jackson Reaction Podcast. See ya. All right. Ready? Five, six, seven, eight. Nothing. Sneaky and mean. In my room and pin me down With your strong arms and pin me down And I try to fight you You come inside me Whoa, 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 Charlie, hold on a second I mean, the first half of that song was kind of cool But what's with the second half? It's about the Nightman, like, you know, like, filling me up And I become him, I become the spirit of the Nightman But it sounds like a song where a man breaks into your house and rapes you What, dude? Where are you getting that from? All right, no, it's just two men sharing the night It might seem wrong, but it's just right just two men sharing each other It's just two men like loving brothers One on top and one on bottom One inside and one is out One is screaming, he's so happy The other screaming, a passionate shout It's the night man The feeling's so wrong and right man The feeling's so wrong and right man I can't fight you man When you come inside me And pin me down with your strong hands And I become the night the passion and passion at Nightman.